Good morning. My name is Carly Taylor from the Depression and Bipolar Support Alliance, and today we will be presenting to you a talk with Gerardo Salazar from Jane Addams Resource Corporation, and today we'll be discussing young adults and finances. Um, Gerardo has been with Jane Addams Resource Corporation for the past seven years, and he's been a financial coach for the past two years. So we're going to go ahead and have a little mini discussion with him regarding finances and young adults and just preparing for the transition from being a young adult to full adulthood and just financial decisions that may uh, come, that may that you may have to make in the future. So if we can go ahead and get started, Gerardo. Yes. Hi, Carly. So happy. I'm so happy to be here um, and speaking with you and the Depression Bipolar Support Alliance. Um, as you said, uh, I am a financial coach and I work at Jane Adams Resource Corporation, also known as JARC. Um, and we are a financial opportunity center, um, but we focus on manufacturing job training and workforce development. Um, as a financial opportunity center, um, JARG provides bundled financial support services, such as income supports, financial coaching, and employment services. Um, and what we really do is promote strong communities, um, businesses, and households to ensure that people who work do not live in poverty. Thank you so much for that introduction, Gerardo. So we're going to go ahead and get started. Um, there were many questions posed that young adults may encounter in the future, and so um, we're going to go ahead and discuss a few of those today, and we hope that this can be beneficial to you or someone that you may know. Uh, the first question is, you graduate from high school, you're no longer home with your parents, and you're transi transitioning from being a high school student to a college student or transitioning to the workforce, or transitioning to a career. And there are, are going to be times and opportunities where you're going to need to make financial decisions. And so the first question is, how do adults, young adults financially prepare for the transition from being a college student to adulthood? Um, this is a very good question. Um, it's something that I often uh, see. It's uh, common for, from our participants that I see that are, that are young. Um, that are entering this um, training program and are starting to work and uh, they're wondering about their next steps. Um, and it's really about understanding your lifestyle um, and determine what stage uh, you're in um, so you're able to set priorities based on your values, right? So what is important to you? Um, so I see uh, our participants, you know, wanting to get their first apartment, um, you know, talking about paying back their student loans, purchase a car, travel abroad, um, which are all very, very good things. Um, and like I said, once you define what is it that you want, um, then we can take proper steps to make those plans, right? Um, and we can even start with a balance sheet. Um, so doing like a financial audit, what's your income, what's your debts, what's your assets, what's your liabilities? Um, and, again, you're setting priorities. Okay, so it sounds like you're saying first you need to take a look at your finances and then you need to figure out, set goals based upon uh, your finances and how figure out how they fall in line with your goals? Correct. Um, just because everybody has different, you know, values and money beliefs. So what's important to you may not be important to someone else. So I think once you define that for yourself, it makes things a little bit easier. So the first thing is, again, identifying what is it that you want to do, um, 
and that's again that's that's the first step. So how do so most young adults, um, like you said, they need to set the goals. But once they get the goals set, it sounds like they need to create some sort of some sort of budget or plan to be able to manage their money. And what do you recommend as far as maybe to prepare to budget? Uh, as far as could they take a look at their finances? Do they need to sit down with maybe a financial coach? What what would you recommend in order to prepare uh, a working and effective budget? Yeah, and so a budget um, or a spending plan is a tool, and it's about control, right, giving money a purpose. Um, so money that doesn't have a purpose will be spent without a purpose. Um, and there are so many ways of creating a budget. Um, it's very subjective, but it's really finding one that works for you, right? Do you like writing things down? Do you like um, using Excel? Um, are you... Um, like to use your phone. There's a lot of apps. Um, and then, yes, there are places where you can go um, where you're able to sit down with somebody and uh, kind of helping you um, see, you know, what's your income, what are your um, expenses, and help you define, you know, the needs, the wants, the obligations. Um, and I think that once you kind of have a goal, you can come up with a a, a more secure uh, plan to, to really help you accomplish that. Um, being a part of the FOC, uh, the Financial Opportunity Center, we're, we're part of a, a larger network. Um, in Chicago, there are 11 sites, but nationwide there are about over 80. Um, and if you wanted to, you could always just Google Financial Opportunity Centers, um, and maybe you can find one near you. Um, where you're able to sit down and, again, meet with a financial coach. So there's a difference between a financial coach and a financial advisor. A financial advisor uh, is someone who um, is licensed is able, and is able to give advice, where a financial coach, we don't give advice. We really try to empower the client so that they're able to make the most uh, best informed decision about, you know, for them. Okay. So it sounds like there are clear distinctions between what you do as a financial coach and what someone who's licensed as a financial advisor would do. The financial coach is basically there coaching you through budgeting and the basics of financial financials, budgeting, credit, things like that. And the financial advisor can potentially help you with making uh, financial decisions such as stocks and bonds and what to invest your money in and how to make money. Is, is that correct? That's correct. Okay. And if there, Okay. And with the financial coach, it's typically those that are in the financial opportunity centers, you're saying there's typically no fee associated with it, correct? Correct. Um, okay. And so what we provide, again, um, it's called financial capability, and we focus on three areas, education, um, a little bit of counseling, and coaching. Okay. Awesome. And with financial advisors, they're typically, they typically uh, have a fee associated with their services or some sort of financial connection to them, correct? Correct, yes, because they get paid based on um, – whatever things you've, you've, you've accomplished. Okay. 
great. Thank you for uh, explaining that. I think that's important because those terms are used interchangeably very often, and I think that it has two different meanings, and I'm glad that we uh, clarified those meanings. So we talked about briefly about a budget. Um, do you have any places where they can potentially locate budgeting courses, either online or in person, anywhere that they can kind of um, be proactive and do it on their own if, they're, if they don't have access to a financial opportunity center? Yes, um, there are a lot of resources. Um, so there are a few of them that I really, really like. Um, so there's Practical Money Skills, and that's practicalmoneyskills.com, and it provides financial literacy for everyone. Um, another one I really like is moneythink.org, um, and that's really a movement of young people working to restore the economic um through financial education. And so you'll see a lot of things um, from calculators and tools. Um, and another one that I'm a big fan of is the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau. And so this is the agency um, of the United States government and it's responsible for consumer protection um, in the financial sector. Um, and so what it really does, again, it empowers the consumers to, uh, to take control over their economic lives. So it's independent and it's objective. Awesome. Awesome. That's really cool. So um, speaking of young people and paying back debt, you hear a lot of talks um, everywhere you hear on the news, on the radio, they talk of consolidation, 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 which brings me to the thought of student loans and credit card debt. Those are typically associated with uh, young adults and especially those who are off in college or maybe looking to further their career or doing a fellowship or something of that nature. They have the student loans and they have credit card debt. What is consolidation, and how does it help in paying down debt? Yeah, so consolidation means um, that your various debts, whether it be credit card bills or loan payments, are rolled into one monthly payment. Um, so if you have multiple credit card accounts or loans, uh, consolidation may be a way to help simplify or, or lower payments. Um, and so the question becomes, you know, how can you safely consolidate your, your credit card debt? Um, and the answer to that is, I mean, it really depends on your situation. Um, if you think about debt consolidation, um, you may want to, you know, sit down um, first with the and, and um, meet with a, a nonprofit, uh, you know, financial coach, for example, um, and Many people again get into debt because they can't afford to to make the, the the monthly you know debt payments on top of their daily living expenses, um, and so again you're not sure what's the best way to sort of address it. And and and, and the financial coach is someone who can kind of help ex, uh, explore options and uh, again see what's what would be best for you. Um, as it regards to student loans, um, again it's kind of going back to your budget. Um, if you went to school, you're graduating, know the terms. Um, you know, there's going to be a time where you're going to have to pay that back. Um, and, uh, again, the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau is, is a great resource that can help explain um, 
you know, what that looks like. Um, and I just recently found out about a really, really um, good website that, uh, again, has calculators and tools to, you know, show you um, and give you advice on how to pay off student loans, and that's studentloanhero.com. Um, and I'll be lucky because it gives you a clear snapshot of where your student loans are. Um, it breaks it down by amount, interest rate, um, and uh, I think once it's visual, right, it's, it's easier to, to, to come up with a plan. Okay. Well, that sounds good, and I think that takes us right back around to creating a budget. If you have a budget, then, of course, you factor your student loan payments into that budget, and if they've been consolidated, you you may have them lowered is what you're saying. If Once you do the consolidation, you could potentially lower your student loan or credit card debt, which would then make it more of a working budget for you. Am I understanding you correctly? Correct, yes. Um and again, the best thing is to do would be to sit down with a a, a financial coach um, or some sort of um, counselor that can again help you explain uh, the options and what it means, so that you're again able to make the best informed decision for yourself. Awesome. Okay, so that's pretty pretty much with the empowerment too. You're empowering them to make decisions and to learn how to do these things for later on in life, which is awesome. So the debt and consolidation, of course, um, if you don't pay your bills, you'll end up with uh, debt. And if you, I'm sorry, you'll have debt, but if you don't pay your bills, you'll have a derogatory mark on your credit report. And credit is really big, especially when you're young, because this is the foundation you're building upon. You're looking to try to go forward with things such as home ownerships, uh, car purchases, the travel abroad, but you need um, some sort of credit or history, payment history, so that people can know how you pay back debt. And so one of the biggest questions that we always get is, how can you begin to build credit? Um, being young, you may not have a long line of credit history if you have any history at all. So what would you recommend for someone who has limited or no credit history, and how can they begin to build credit? Yeah, this is something that's very common, again, working with young adults. Um, they don't have credit, and so when they are, you know, thinking about their goals, like I want to get a car, I want to get an apartment, well, credit can be a factor. Um, and so I told them, let's start working on that now, right? So that when you're ready to do those steps, it's not, it's not an, it's not an issue. Um, and so, again, when you start that process, it's, it's, it's very like sort of catch twenty two, right? Where you go um, to to get an apartment and so you have no credit um, and so you try to get a credit card but you won't be accepted because you have no history um, and so um, there are ways around that um, one of them that I'm a big fan of are secure products and so there are secure credit cards and loans um, and these typically require a cash deposit um, and it's a really good way to, again, show you how to use that product responsibly um, once, uh, and, and, and build history. Um, once you've complete, um, based on, again, the terms that you agreed, um, we see typically uh, participants 
have a very, very good credit score um, where it's, it's no longer um, an issue with, with their goals. Okay, so you're saying basically it takes some planning. You have to be proactive instead of reactive. If you know in the next year or so you want to make a, a purchase where you'll need credit, such as home ownership or even moving out on your own, you probably need to start building credit ahead of time because when you make the decision that you want to move out, you can't want to move out one month and then the next month get an apartment potentially if you don't have any credit. So it's all about planning is what I'm gathering from everything we've talked about so far. Yeah, for sure. Plan, plan, plan. Again, your goals. Be proactive. You said it right. (laughs) Okay, so in that, um, some people may not even be aware of what a credit report and score is. Would you be able to talk a little bit about um, what the credit score is, what the report is, and uh, how can they pull it? Yeah, Um, and so uh, a credit report is almost like a report card in a sense, right, where you're given a score, um, a FICO score, uh, which comes from Fair Isaac Corporation, and it ranges from 350 to 850. Um, and obviously, the higher the score, uh, the better the credit, um, and you, again, um, will be able to access certain things um, and sometimes save money over time, right? Um, and so for someone who has never checked their credit reports, um, there is annualcreditreport.com. And, again, that's the only source to get your free credit reports authorized by the federal law. Um, and so this is important because there are so many different websites, um, and it can be a little bit confusing um, and again, the federal law requires that each of the three national consumer credit uh, reporting agencies, which are Equifax, Experian, and TransUnion, give you your free credit report every 12 months if you ask for it. Um, and there's, you know, many easy ways to go about it. Um, you can go online, which I like to do. Um, but you can also call one eight seven seven three two two eight two two eight, or you can do it by mail. So you would have to fill out a request form and uh, again mail it out to Annual Credit Report Request Service, and that usually takes about two weeks to get that. Awesome, awesome. That Thank you for that information because I'm sure that can be helpful to many people. And as you said, uh, that's the first part, again, of that planning. Once you take a look at your credit report, it sounds like you can then plan according to and see the work you need to do, but you can plan according to what's on your credit report. And would you be able to briefly um, just tell me about some of the things like the different areas that you would want, the different areas that you would want on your credit report, such as like maybe an installment loan or the different lines of credit? Do you have information on that? Yeah, for sure. Um, And so there are typically two types of credits, right? So there's revolving, which are typical things like credit cards. Um, And so your payment is really based on, you know, how much you owe. Um, And then there's installments, which are um, loans, right? And so the difference is that it's a set amount uh, based on the terms that you agree to, right? So the, uh, it doesn't change 
as far as the payment goes. Okay. Awesome, because I know that, uh, you know, they talk about all these different credit lines and mixes of credit, and you're saying basically is there anything that, you know, um, lenders look for with those different lines of credit, or is it just good to have just a good mix but not too much? What would you say is too many lines of credit? <laughs> yes, um, and so sometimes people ask me, what's the most credit cards that you have seen someone have? And so the answer is 78. Oh, wow. So that is too many credit cards. You don't need that many credit cards. Um, and, again, once you kind of break it down to the basics, um, you know, what is a credit score composed of? Um, I think that's probably the most important thing to really talk about, right? And so 35% of your score is based on payment history. And so it's so, so important um, if you have a loan or credit cards to pay on time. Um, we want that positive history. 30% um, is the debt-to-credit ratio. And so, again, we don't want to utilize more than 30% um, because it'll impact us negatively. Um, and I think there's a, a common misunderstanding is that you have to be in debt in order for you to build credit. That's not true. Um, Another factor is length of credit history, which accounts for 15%. So the longer the credit history, um, again, will help increase your credit score. And then uh, two things are new credit and type of credit, which both account for 10%. And so, again, they want to um, see that you access credit, uh, new credit, um, which, again, are inquiries. but too many inquiries, again, impacts you negatively, and then the type of credit that something that we talked about, right, a mix between credit cards, um, installment loans, um, so a, a, a nice balance. And so what I should tell people is that you don't want um, typically more than, than two to three credit cards. Um, but again, it goes back to, to your goals, right? What is it that you need credit for? Um, and, you know, being someone who's a young adult, you're going to be offered a lot of products. Um, so right now, since it's the holiday season, people are really going, you know, shopping. Um, and when they go to the retail stores, they're going to be offered credit cards. Um, and those are the worst type of credit cards. Uh, because they have, like, really, really high interest, and you can only use it at the store. And so, again, if you're thinking about getting a credit card, you really want to compare different products and, and see which one, you know, has, you know, similar values um, or has terms that you can take advantage of. Um, and someone like a financial coach can definitely help you figure that out. Awesome. Yeah, that's so funny that you would say that about the store credit cards because that's the biggest thing. You can save 10% if you get, you know, a Target card or save 10% if you get a Macy's card or we have special perks for members. So that's important to know. So it sounds like what I heard you to say was that get credit cards but get them not to department stores because you're basically – only limited to spending in that one place, and credit cards should be used for maybe emergencies or fixed expenses. Am I? Yeah, understanding so it's something you that you've 
yeah, something that you already budget for, right? And so that you, if you know that you have to pay your cell phone, okay, charge that and pay it off at the end of the month, right? If you know that you spend so much on gas, charge it and pay it at the end of the month. Yeah, that makes sense. This is something that you already have accounted for. So when the credit card bill comes at the end of the month, you knew you had to pay your cell phone bill. You know, you knew you had to pay your car insurance or car note as opposed to you don't really know how much you'll spend when you're going to Macy's. So I, I really think that that's important. And thank you so much. And if I had to summarize everything that you said, basically you're saying start at the beginning Take an overview of your finances. Once you have an overview of what you have coming in and what you have going out, then you sit down and you create a budget. Um, and based off that budget, that's how you'll be able to work towards, again, that planning phase of planning what your goals may be, whether it's home ownership, apartment rental, paying down student loans or paying them off, a car purchase, travel, whatever the case may be, it takes planning, and you have to be proactive instead of reactive in order to get the results that you're seeking. And if they um, – in, in that planning, they need to also make sure that they're aware of basically uh, their financial background or financial, I mean, their credit background or fi uh, credit report card. So they need to also take a look at their credit if that's something that will be factored into being able to obtain their goals. And I think that's really important for young adults to know. You know, if you know you have a goal, you need to plan it in advance um, and take steps towards working towards those goals and getting those checked off your list. So I think that uh, you gave us some pretty valuable information today, and it can be very helpful to those out there who may not be uh, as well-versed on finances and figuring things out. And, you know, as young adults, we have a lot to worry about, and we're working towards a lot of things, and we want to have a lot of things. So thank you so much for your time today, Gerardo. I really appreciate it. Yeah, and thank you for, for having me. And I just want to say that personal finance is a process and it takes time. Thank you. That That's a wonderful wrap-up. Um, thank you guys for listening and hope you have a great day as well. Goodbye.